0: It is an honor to be able to meet you this morning uh, and open the world. Um, recently, just two weeks ago, Friday, 15th of April, we celebrated uh, the weekend of Easter. We had um, revisited the... The Palm, the, palm uh, the week before, sorry, the week before Easter, we had, uh, Now we remember the passage of Jesus marching into Jerusalem. Historically, that's the time, Friday before, uh, the previous week, the Friday before Passion. the Friday before Palm Sunday. And, uh, we heard uh, the passages. I'm sure all of you in your churches would have heard and read that week. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. If you take time to look at the word of Hosanna, The literal meaning of the word is, save us now, we request. We beseech you, save us now. Hosanna literally means that. In Hebrew, Hosanna means, save us now. We plead, we beseech you, we request you, urgently, save us now. This is the Palm Sunday. Passage. So we've gone over it, I'm sure all of us, Christendom, all over Christendom, that's a passage for the Palm Sunday. But having crossed over the passage, we also crossed over the cry, did only the people that welcomed Jesus with palms and with their clothing on the road, Cut branches and put it on the road as he came on this cult. Where they alone crying, save us now. Is there a cry today? Do you hear cry today? May not be Hosanna, may not be Hebrew, but the same. Save us now. We plead. We we beseech you, save us now. Is that cry still ringing in your ears every day? I believe it is. I believe the cry is there. The question is whether you and I are hearing that cry. That's the real question. The question is not whether there is a cry for help. The cry for help is everywhere. From a little child needing a home, needing food, needing clothing, to a youngster needing understanding, to a young woman dealing with poverty and a sick husband, children to feed, crying out, somebody in sick bed crying out. Somebody in huge debt, financial turmoil, crying out. Somebody not married. Somebody far away from home. Somebody lonely. Somebody struggling with mental illness or some kind of illness. Somebody without a job. Somebody without community, family. There's all kinds of cries, my friend. All around. The question that I'm asking is: Do you hear the cry of people around you? Watch any news; there's posters say "Help us, save us, get us out of here." Not only in Mariupol, in U- Ukraine, are the people stuck. There, there's bombing, and people are stuck in the steel plant even today. Thousands. Not only is that the only place where people are crying, get us out of here. Almost every town, every city, every village, I would say even every family, there is a cry of people saying, help me, save me now. Every office, every institution, every business, there is a cry of somebody one or more crying, often more. Why am I not able to hear that? Why am I not able to hear that? Is it because I'm also crying and saying to God, God save me? Often we who are blessed with so much Interested with so much are also seeking help in our own way. We want help when we, we actually can be of help. We think we need more help. And so we are not able to hear the cries of those who need help. A little help here would mean much for oh, yeah. them. But we are busy with our own Christ for help. I'm saying this kind of life, in what way are you and I different from the person on the street who doesn't know Christ? doesn't know there is eternity with god and one day a judgment throne where a book will be opened and it will be searched what has i have done and another book where if my name is there will be searched they don't believe that there is a god who's keeping tabs on what we have done with what is given to us today. What he has given to us. He has kept tabs of all the times he cried and how he came through. How he sought his help and he helped. He has a record of all of that, my friend. From way back. And he also remembers what we are doing. Don't let it go, that in our busyness, when we overlook the needs of others, when we are concerned about our needs, that it is not going, that it is going unrecorded, unknown. Let me read a verse to you, a passage to you from Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 11 and 12. This is an interesting verse. You need to mark this for life. This has to be kept before us. I know we like to keep a lot of promise verses and that's perfectly fine. But also keep verses that challenge us. That drive us towards the cross. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 11 and 12. Deliver those who are being taken away to death. Deliver those who are being taken away to death. And those who are staggering to slaughter. Oh hold them back. Those who are staggering to slaughter, oh, hold them back. If you say, see, we did not know this. Hello. Does he not consider it who wakes the hearts? And does he not know it who keeps your soul? Will he not render to man according to his word? Basically saying, people are being taken away to death and to slaughter and they are crying. It's not there. It's not saying that. But the truth is, people being taken away to death and slaughter will be crying. Even a sheep cries. Even a lamb cries when being transported for slaughter. Will not man cry? Will not mankind cry? And that's the cry you are hearing, my friend, wherever you are. Deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to slaughter. Oh, hold them back. This is God crying out to you and me. Oh, hold them back. Rescue them. Rescue the perishing. See, if you say we do not know this, does he not consider it who weighs the hearts? He just searches the hearts and he knows what's there. He knows you and I know. They were walking towards slaughter. Does he not know it who keeps your soul? The one who keeps our soul, the guardian of our soul knows what's in our soul. we—it It is selfish. It is all about me and mine. We hear the slightest cry of our child, of our loved one. We are not able to hear the loud wailing of the other. Why? This is my child. You can't see one drop of tear in her eye. Whereas wailing and weeping, grieving, isolation and then depression and death. It doesn't move me enough to even travel three hours, four hours to go see that person. my child one year, I will travel miles and miles, hours and hours, even days on it because I cannot bear to see the tear on my child. I'm not saying that's wrong, my friend, but I'm saying at what cost will he not consider it who Weighs the hearts. Does he not know it who keeps your soul? And will he not render to man according to his work? See, realize the reality that we are under attack. You and I, godly people, people who seek God's ways are under constant barrage of attack. And that we are being compromised, that we are compromised, that we are losing ground. And that there is a battle for our soul, battle for our attention, battle for our heart. See, in Galatians chapter 5, 16 and 17 are again verses that we need to put before us to remind us. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. You may say, brother, I'm, I don't go to brothel, I don't go to a prostitute, I don't do this, I don't do that. But in our heart, in our inner life, am I choosing my own gratification? In some other way, in so many ways, over the needs of others, over the cries of others. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Sets its desire, many translations say, is in opposition to each other. Spirit and the flesh are fighting. Or one translation even says they are at war with each other. Realize this, that there is a battle for us waging within us. The spirit is wanting to sway us this way and the flesh, the works of the enemy is seeking to sway me today. The other way. And the spirit is grasping us and trying to take us. Remember, this is our constant struggle. We are in this battle. For these are in opposition to one another. So that you may not do the things that you please. So often what I want, what I want to please is what I want what is comfortable for me. Imagine our own forefathers, our own parents many times or somebody, if not a parent, somebody, you would have had someone senior, loving in the family of God, in your own family who took care of you, who nourished you, paying a cost, They sacrifice things so you could study, you could grow up, you could go to college, you could get married. Somebody who delayed their marriage. So many families, the elder brother or sister or somebody takes care of the younger ones. So, but at their cost. So many crying around us. Am I standing up for the cries, the tears of the others? Am I wiping tears in my day? See, we all will end our lives one day. Everybody that's if you're born certain that you and I are going to die. That's the certainty of life that we're going to die. But we have, as believers, as children of God, we have assurance of life eternal, life after death. But the fact of death is sure. And at that point, many of us will stand before God with regret. I believe all of us will have regret. Some, many regrets. Some with lesser degree of regret. Will I? I don't want to. What I'm saying is we've seen so much death this last two years. With that, oh, so much dying people, we do not expect to die, die, leaving behind everything. Everything. They took nothing. They took nothing. Do you know anybody who took something with them? Tell me. I'll come and sit with you. I'd like to meet, meet that family. I can't meet that person, but I can meet the family. Try to see how they took anything with them. They took nothing my friend. Nobody takes anything with them. You can send ahead you can't take it with you. When it is so sure that you leave everything behind why am I living a life that leads to regret? Why don't I give myself to things that truly matter? Why don't I use the time, the strength the years, the months, the weeks, the resources, the people, the office, the podium, everything that's given to me, why don't I use it to wipe the tears of people around me. Your father and my father, your God and my God, says he will wipe tears. He's a God who wipes tears. If you and I are Children of the same father, you and I should be wiping tears. Not just our tears, my friend. Not just our children, our so family. Tears of strangers. Tears of people far away. When is that going to be in my cry? When is that going to be in my crisis? I'm saying if there is no this kind of a disturbance within me, then my spirituality is... Something wrong with it. There is, a, there is a falseness to my spirituality. I'm becoming, I'm saying, I am becoming comfortable with death and dying. I'm becoming comfortable. I believe we are becoming more and more comfortable with people dying around us. And realizing the chance to reach them was wasted. We're not realizing that. The chance to impact is now, my friend. They are being taken away to death and to slaughter. Oh, hold them back is the cry of heaven to you and me this morning. Oh, hold them back. Who can hold them back? Those who are near them. You and I are near them. Heaven has put you and me in the middle of this crazy world, in this time of devastation, to hold to rescue, to save people. I'm not saying building that bigger house, that office, expanding is wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying all of that is towards this. Expand your impact, your influence, add staff, add branches. You, If God has given you an opportunity to expand into another nation or nations, go for it. But your primary purpose should be to rescue. Expand your footprint, my friend. Enlarge. That's the call of God on us this season. Enlarge, increase your impact so you can rescue the, parish, the perishing. Seek His work, seek the kingdom first. Then everything will be added to you, my friend. For your generations, He will add to you. Wherever they are, your children, your grandchildren, your son-in-laws, daughter-in-laws, they'll be blessed beyond your imagination because you are seeking first the kingdom of God. The world doesn't seek the cry; It doesn't hear. The world doesn't care. It doesn't care. It does not care. You and I are sons and daughters of a God who cares. A Heavenly Father cares. He cares so much. He gave a son. He wipes away the tears. If you and I are to resemble this God, this Heavenly Father, if, if that Father is my Father, is really my Father, I love him and he loves me, And his spirit dwells within me. The spirit is drawing me. Should draw me. Into things that also. What the father is doing. Wiping tears. Listening to the cries. Not just the poor are crying. My friend the rich are crying. We live in a season. Where there are wealthy crying. I don't know if you saw. Five wealthiest. Five of the top ten or so wealthy businessmen in Russia have actually killed themselves in the last two months. The war has actually devastated their businesses. Sanctions all around the world has hurt Russian businesses like nothing else. Russian businessmen not are not alone in their cry. Businessmen all over are under pressure. Russia is an example I'm using. In your city, in your town, in your state, in your country, people at the high places are not far from distracting themselves. There's tears everywhere, my friend. There's loneliness everywhere. There's fear everywhere. There is anxiety everywhere. Nobody cares. Once you have a car and and a house, nobody cares for you. Everybody wants to get from there. The loneliness of being at the top or a high place or a place of influence, like you are, you know the loneliness. Nobody cares. Everybody, including the church, ministries, mission agencies, Call you, want you for your offerings. I'm being brutally honest. Forgive me if I'm wrong. You alone know, you alone know the loneliness, the tears of others in high places. Why has God set you in a high place? To merge, rescue in the midst of your business to bring compassion in the midst of your calculations. Bring love and God will show you what to do. The Holy Spirit is there in that boardroom, even as you are interviewing your staff for work, but God gives you mercy towards them. You see a lonely person. You see a person who's been booted all over the city and the country. Nobody wants him. You can reach out. You can reach out. If people like unwanted people are not sheltered in your place and in my place, where will they be sheltered, my friend? Yes, their English may not be good. They may not know how to speak. They may not know many things. But the kingdom of God is not for the best and the top. It's for the least and the lowest. The unwanted, the forgotten. We were that once. That's why God called us. We were the weak. We were the left out. We were the least. We were the smallest. Nobody thought anything out of that we will do anything in life. God came there and stood and dragged us. To himself to his place and kept us and built us he did not choose us because we were the smartest and the best and the toughest and the survivor the one survivor he chose us because we would not survive without him because of it we have survived and yet now we want the best at the top Why don't we go looking for the least and the forgotten? There is a world crying, my friend. There is a world crying out. All around us. Voices. Various cries. The question is, are you hearing the cry? Save us now. Save us now. That's what Hosanna meant. And God himself is crying out to us from heaven. Child, rescue, rescue. That's what I kept you to do. I'll read another verse and I'm done. This is uh, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4. He who watches the wind will not sow. Sowing in various ways, initiating a, even a friendship with somebody in need, and he who looks at the clouds will not reap. He who watches the wind will not sow, and he who looks at the clouds will not reap. Oh, the rain is not here. Oh, when the cloud comes, before that I'll reap. No, you'll never reap, my friend. You're going to waste your harvest. And if you're looking at the wind, oh, the wind is here, I need to sow when the wind is not here. You will never stop. You're looking for the perfect time. When it is family, it doesn't matter what time. When it's wind or rain, we too, we take care of the family. But for others, we want the perfect wind and perfect cloud, cloudless day. <laughs> Sow your seed in the morning and do not be idle in the evening. For you do not know whether the morning or evening sowing will succeed or whether both of them alike will be good. Reach out, rescue, not only in the morning, also in the evening, who knows, if you missed in the morning, you may catch in the evening or to your surprise, you may catch people in the morning as well as in the evening. Basically saying all through your day, all through your life, rest Shall we pray? Father God, help us to hear what you are hearing. Disturb us, disturb us, call us to the things that matters for you. In Jesus name.